and welcome. We are glad that you can join us on this new episode of the Positively Pro-Life podcast. Positively Pro-Life is brought to you by the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation Education Fund. It aims to bring you inspirational stories and conversation, important legislative updates, and informative interviews as we seek to restore and strengthen a culture of life. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director of the Federation. My co-host, Remmel Tenney, Education Director of the Federation, is off this week. Now to our guest. Books can enlighten us, transform us, entertain us, and strengthen us. When an author gives birth to a book, she shares her vision with readers interested in the tale she tells. Author Courtney Sebring has released a fascinating book which speaks to the miracle of life in a lovely way. Her book, Little Spark of Life, chronicles the amazing journey of a baby touched safely in a mother's womb. Courtney, welcome to Positively Pro-Life. Thank you so much, Maria. Thanks for having me. Sure. Now, to start us off, when did you first know you had a talent to write? Well, I've enjoyed writing since I was very young. I mean, I remember writing stories in my room when I was as young as six years old. Um, I think I realized that writing is more than just talent when I was in high school. Um, That's when I really started to practice it and see improvements. So we didn't have a creative writing elective um, at the high school that I went to. Yearbook and journalism were pretty much my only options. So I signed up for journalism and convinced my teacher to give me my own column I did zero reporting, and but I published a lot of my own poetry that year. <laughs> so um, I used it as practice. I started young. I really believe that we should listen to those things that draw us in as children. They hold more weight than, than we often realize. I definitely agree. Now, what prompted you to use your gifts to promote the gift of life? Um. Well, Little Spark of Life is really where a lot of different passions meet. So my daughter has been deeply interested in pregnancy and childbirth, all of it, since about the age of three. So she heavily influenced um, the writing of the book. Um, But when she was about four years old, my husband and I became active in our local pro-life movement. And that was when I first began the manuscript that eventually was birthed into the book, Little Spark of Life. That's wonderful. And is that why you decided to write for children or had you had a thought for writing for children before or how did that come about? I I wrote for children, I think, because I'm a parent um, and a kid at heart, really. I and mean, we absolutely love books in our house. I mean, we max out our library limit every week. But yeah, I think probably because it was all around me in terms of um, my daughter being obsessed with pregnancy and childbirth. And so uh, the poem that I wrote that became Little Spark of Life was initially for her, but also, like I said, a response to what I was learning as I was becoming more involved with the pro-life movement. Um, I think Little Spark of Life is a really important book to add to children's literature because we need more books that promote goodness, beauty, and truth um, and the value of life in particular. So me being a parent, going to the library um, and seeing a lot of questionable, you know, titles, even for very, very young children um, was also a consideration when I chose to write this book for children. And so 
was that your inspiration for the book, Little Spark of Life, that experience with your daughter? Yeah. I mean, my daughter is a huge inspiration, you know, like having a three-year-old who is extremely interested in pregnancy and childbirth is a really fun adventure, but finding age-appropriate books on the topic, not so much. Um, But yeah, the house that that we were living in when she was a a preschooler, imagine drawings of babies in utero, uh, papering the walls, imaginative play, often involved me becoming uh, a midwife and delivering her pretend baby or guessing how far along she was like these things were part of my everyday. So when my husband and I started to really investigate the pro-life movement, including like legislation surrounding abortion, things of that nature, it just sort of naturally flowed. I mean, I was, I was surrounded with it. That's wonderful. Hmm. And how did you come up with the images featured in the book, um, such as a voyager sailing the sea? I thought that was so expressive. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I think that these images come from my love of poetry and my practice of writing poetry. Uh, I also think that all of us, children and adults alike, would rather be shown than explained to Um, In writing Little Spark of Life, uh, capturing the imagination was a really big endeavor of mine. And to capture the imagination, we ourselves have to imagine. The book is so beautifully illustrated. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, how did that come about? Did, Did you pick out an illustrator? Did you find an illustrator? Did the publisher provide the illustrator? How did yes. that happen? Yeah, great question. So Camilla Carrison is the one who illustrated Little Spark of Life. Um, and how that came about was really a team effort, as you were describing there. Paraclete Press, the publisher, sent me some options that they were interested in. And I actually presented those options to my daughter. She's very much a visual artist, even she's nine now, but at the time, eight. Um, so my daughter and I talked about what we liked and what we liked less about each of the illustrators and we sort of discussed which one we thought could bring the manuscript to life best. Um, I was really, really clear in the art direction about wanting vibrant colors, rich colors. And that is just what uh, Camilla's work is all about. I kind of wanted to stay away from pastels and more typical baby colors. Little Spark of Life is about far more than just the things that we might envision at a baby shower, for example. It's about family and it's about imagination and it's about really trying to envision something that's absolutely miraculous. I think Camilla did a really fine job. And I think the whole birth of a book is miraculous. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how it's really difficult to get a book published by a publisher um, as noteworthy as Paraclete Press. So how did that come about? Great question. Um, really God opened doors that I could not have possibly opened on my own. Uh, The way the story goes is that I was part of a mom group at a ranch here in Colorado Springs that my daughter um, was also part of. And I was one of four women in this really small group. I met another writer who very generously um, had me over for tea and looked at the manuscript and said, you know, you, you should, um, you know, put this out there. And It was not a week later that this friend texted me and said, hey, I want to connect you uh, with someone who's working with Paraclete Press and see if this is a good fit. And the rest is is sort of history. So um, I had the manuscript, you know, I was doing the work, but the opportunity really found me. And I 
as you had said, publishing a book is birthing a book is kind of a miracle. I consider it very much God's God's timing. Oh, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. And what is the major audience for your book? Um, I'd say the main audience for Little Spark of Life is curious kids and their families. So, I mean, it's being marketed to ages four to eight, but my daughter would have been ready for a book like this earlier. And some kids love paging through picture books beyond the age of eight. I know that's true in our household. So yeah, curious kids and their families, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you hope your book offers to those young readers? Because Young readers have a variety of books that they can choose from. Um, So what does this book offer specifically? That's a great question. I really love this question. Um, Our children are the future culture makers of our society. And I really believe that the things that they train their imaginations on now, the things that they spend their time exposed to, thinking about, reading, looking at, are going to shape the things that they will eventually create in the future. So I hope that Little Spark of Life offers them not only an accurate view of the beginning of life from a scientific perspective, but also a hefty amount of awe and wonder around the miracle of life. I really want uh, to encourage children to retain that sense of awe and wonder. Children are really our teachers when it comes to awe and wonder. I think it's something that the average adult needs more practice with and, um, you know, a baby being born is an everyday occurrence, but that doesn't make it any less miraculous. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I want for our my readers to be filled with awe and wonder, um, to be encouraged to imagine um, so that that our future is shaped for goodness, beauty and truth. That's outstanding. And what do you hope your book offers to parents, grandparents, and other caregivers? Because they they may be reading the book to the young ones. Oh, absolutely. I I hope so. I I hope that it's um yeah, a family affair for sure. Honestly, first and foremost, I hope that Little Spark of Life offers them a book that they simply enjoy reading with the children in their lives. I hope that that their own imaginations uh, get a hit, you know. Uh, beyond that, I certainly hope that the book can serve as a, a jumping off point for them to have meaningful discussions ranging everywhere from where do babies come from to letting that child that they're reading to know that he or she is so unique and valuable and and loved. And let me ask you this. Um, it's really a delicate subject matter, the, the whole issue of, of how a, a baby makes an appearance into the world. Mm. And so was there prayer involved in this? Was there a great deal of soul searching or did it come just quite naturally to you? How, how to do the phrasing, mm. how to approach the subject matter? Great question. Um, again, going back to the fact that this was very much part of my everyday with with my daughter's obsession, let's say, with pregnancy and childbirth and um, all of that. So yes, it, it did flow naturally. Uh, but when, when the manuscript went from this initial poem that I wrote to the process of publishing, Absolutely. I'd say at that point when I knew it was going to be public, when I knew that, you know, God had given me a platform, uh, absolutely a lot of prayer was involved um, with that. And would you mind reading for us one of the pages of your book? Oh, it would be my pleasure. So I'll read you a couple of my favorite lines. Okay. 
God decided a new life should begin just like this, a near miss that explodes in a one-of-a-kind kiss. Two tiny bits from father, from mother, combine, and this sparks a new sister or brother. And I'll read one line that you actually referenced with the Voyager sailing the sea. How can she do it? How can she survive? How can she stay till it's time to arrive? Imagine a Voyager sailing the sea, weighs anchor with mooring line tied fast to me. Picture an astronaut braving deep space, floating yet tethered, secure in this place. This core, this connection provides all she will need to feed and to grow on for life to proceed. That was so beautifully written and so beautifully read. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Now, is this the type of book you envision families turning to more than once? I would be tremendously gratified to see families turning to Little Spark of Life more than once. Uh, of course, children know what they like. If, if I see families turning to the book more than once, it means that it's captured them. Um, I also hope families turn to the book more than once because this is a conversation, as you alluded to earlier, that, you know, that involves a, um, a measure of sensitivity and that I think should happen more than once. It's a progression as our child uh, grows or as our children grow, new questions come up. And if we've done the work to create a safe space in our homes where there are no wrong questions, then the conversation will and can continue. I remember back when I was a child, um, I had a favorite book called Maria Wouldn't Talk. And, <laughs> and I, I read that book from cover to cover so many times. I had it memorized. Lovely and I can memory. just imagine children doing the same thing with Little Spark of Life. I, I think it's that type oh, of book you. that you would want to return to again and again. Thank you. I hope so. I hope that I hope that it's comforting. I mean, I imagine that you went back to uh, the book that you enjoyed so much. Maria wouldn't talk. Is that what the title is? Yes. Uh -huh. I think probably, you know, you went back to that because you derived an, a, a bit of comfort from that. And um, the familiar is comfortable. And how great would it be for this conversation to be familiar? Um, I think that we as parents, sometimes shy away because it is a sensitive topic. Um, but in our homes, in in those uh, within those safe boundaries, it can be something that's familiar. And what is it like to have your idea come alive on the page? I mean, it's oh, one thing to have the idea in your mind. It's another thing to see it brought to life. It's surreal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think I mentioned earlier that this started out more or less as a poem. Um, part of the process of developing the book for publishing was art direction. So that was something that was totally new for me. Um, so what that means is that I took the manuscript and went line by line, and I described what I'd like to see on the page uh, in correlation with each line. So I did collaborate with a few others who have a lot more experience than I do in that process. And I learned a ton, but yes, it was so amazing to see uh, so many of my ideas come to life. It really became a story at that point. Definitely. And what advice would you have for other writers who want to use their talents to celebrate life? Mm. I would say, keep doing the work and wait for or look for the opportunity. I tell them to talk to God about it, to ask him his thoughts on the subject and for his direction. 
I'd say not to be discouraged if, if, you know, some doors close in one arena that other doors might open. And I'm, I'm just wondering when, when you were back in high school and you were writing the poetry, did you ever dream that a book like this was in your future? Oh, no, no, <laughs> definitely not. I, I didn't have that sort of mindset back then. I mean, I, and I really started to write poetry seriously then. And I've I actually just never stopped. I mean, the last 20 years, it's almost a, a daily practice uh, for me. And many of those poems, you know, are, they are just for me. It's just that practice. Um, but no, I never envisioned that I would be writing children's uh, books. I didn't really get into children's books until I, uh, I had nieces and nephews and then a child of my own. So, yes. yes. And, and I imagine um, along the way you learned that there is such a thing as writing for yourself and your family. And then Mm. there's, there's another aspect of writing for the general public. Mm. You were able to kind of combine the two. Absolutely. And what a privilege, you know, I, I try to write from a really honest place always, whether it's for myself or for the public. Um, I try not to think uh, about, at least when in the initial stages, I try not to think about um, a, where I'm where I'm going to go with this. That's just part of the creative process. So there are a lot of different stages uh, to oh, the yes. process. Yes, yeah. definitely. And what do you hope the readers of you, your book come away with? Well, I hope that my readers simply enjoy the language of the book mm-hmm. and the world uh, of the book that the illustrations provide. I'd say that's my artist's heart talking. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I also hope that when people read Little Spark of Life, that they're reminded of everyday miracles. As I said already, a baby being born is an everyday occurrence, but that doesn't make it any less uh, miraculous. I really want to cultivate a sense of awe and wonder. Uh, for my readers, my the children in particular, I want to spark their imaginations uh, because, like I said, they're the they're the future culture makers of our society, and it's a progression. Whatever we think about, whatever we train our imaginations on, inevitably that is what's going to come forward. And I think what I love about this topic, and what I love about your book, is the positivity of it all because. Mm. A lot of times when we think about the the traumatic and tragic issue of abortion, we're we're talking about the negative, we're speaking about the negative, but Mm -hmm. but this turns it on its head and and Mm -hmm. this this approaches it from the aspect of what's positive about life, how can we celebrate life and, and how can we teach our children about life? Absolutely. Really good point. And I think that when we focus on the positive, when we focus on the beauty and the awe and the wonder that I'm thinking about my own daughter, you know, I have no idea when this conversation will come up. It it really chokes me. Oh, it really chokes me <laughs> because I know how in love she is with babies. And I yes. know that that is just so dear to her heart, but because we have focused so much on the beauty and the awe and the wonder of it all, that when we do get to that point, she will experience the horror that it's due. I think that sometimes we we don't want to feel those those negative feelings. We don't want to feel those bad feelings. Um, but the truth of the matter is, it is horrific. Abortion is horrific. 
Um, and if we have, if we have given the beautiful aspects of life, their due, then it's just going to contrast that much more how horrific it is. It's going to be that much more difficult for our children to fall into this lull that our culture is trying to put out there, this sort of, it's it's okay, we're going to normalize it. I think focusing on the positive and the beauty uh, is, like I said, it's just going to create that contrast that much more. So we don't have to focus on the negative to create the contrast. We can focus on the beauty to create the contrast. Absolutely. And this little book, although it, it's a big book in terms of size, um, not so many pages, but it is big. Um, it's attracted attention from a number of different people and groups, and I think focus on the family and EWTN yes. the world over. So yes. how did all that come about? I have a really great team behind me. Um, so that's, that's the first part of the answer to that question. Um, also again, I think it's God's timing. Um, some of the people who've endorsed the book, um, I think they just support the pro-life messaging so much that they were excited to see, um, a children's book. There are a lot of children's books out there right now that are, uh, just so confusing, uh, in terms of gender, in terms of sexuality. Um, and there's even some out there that are um, attempting to normalize abortion itself, uh, which is just crazy when you think about it. Um, and so I think they were just excited to see uh, a children's book that was flying in the face of <laughs> of these of these other titles. Yeah, and I, I think that's true because I I know that when my daughter was little, it was a struggle to try to educate her about the life issue. Mm. I remember uh, using uh, soft touch fetal models and they were very good, mm -hmm. um, but there just wasn't a really good book that mm. I could use when, when she was little. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is an answer to a lot of people's prayers. Mm. That's so kind of you to say, I, I would, I'm just really gratified that uh, the opportunity um, is here and I'm just trying to step into it. It's a very kind thing for you to say. I hope, I hope and pray that that is true. And do you see more books in your future? I do. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, working on a few manuscripts right now, actually. And would these be for children or adults? For children. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, we just need, I think in our culture, we really need artists of all kinds mm -hmm. who can use their gifts to celebrate life and to build people up and to encourage. And mm -hmm. I think that you're doing that. And and do you have any advice for maybe young people who might be listening to this podcast and thinking, gosh, wh where do I start to use my talents and gifts? I would say look to your community, look to your church community, look to the, the circles that you're involved with. Um, I'm very interested in community-based art. I'm very interested in gathering people together in an intimate setting. Uh, we live in a world where uh, social media is sort of the norm and uh, you can, everyone's a filmmaker, <laughs> you know, you can publish your videos and get yourself out there. I think that 
um, we are moving further and further away from true community. And I think that uh, a lot of people in in my local community have done a lot to help me get this book uh, up and out. And so, yeah, I would say to those young people, look first to your local community. Um, don't overlook the opportunities that are right there in front of you. And I would imagine we can go to our local library and ask them, are you going to carry Little Spark of Life? I would love that. So here I'm I'm talking to you from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I had a handful of um, people request Little Spark of Life. And I received a message the other day that it's going to be carried at our local library here. Um, I've had several other people across the country uh, requested at their library. So I would love it if your listeners would, and it's a fairly straightforward process to, uh, get on your library's website and do a quick search, how to request a particular title. Yeah, I would love that. I think that's one of the, that's one of the best ways that they can, can support the book. Um, buying the book, leaving a review for the book. Those are other ways to support the book as well. <laughs> And and it is so positive an action to take. I mean, we we can we can sit around and complain about what's in our local library, what's in our local bookstore, but then when we take positive action and we promote good literature, I think that that goes a long way to helping all of us. Well put. Yes, I totally agree. And where can people learn more about you and the book? Well, the best way to learn more about Little Spark of Life is to visit littlesparkoflifebook.com. Uh, Paraclete Press recently launched their Light the Spark campaign. So right now people can save between 15 and 40% off their copies of Little Spark of Life. Um, so that's really, really exciting. Also, I would love for your listeners to come and visit me at my personal website, which is sebringcreative.com. Wonderful. And, and do you have any final thoughts? We have about a minute left. I would just encourage uh, parents and caregivers, any adult that has children in their lives to, again, remember that it all starts with the imagination. And um, the more books that build uh, virtue that you have around, and the more you consider the power of the imagination, the more of a positive uh, influence you can have on your children's life and therefore the future. I think it's easy for us to get short-sighted. We live in a very instant gratification, but we're playing the long game uh, with our kids and it starts when they're really, really young. So, you know, like I say, long game approach, feed those imaginations um, short game approach with little spark of life, have meaningful conversations with them about the beauty and the miracle of life. Tremendous. Courtney Sebring, author of Little Spark of Life. Thank you so much for being on Positively Pro-Life today. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. My pleasure. Positively Pro-Life is made possible through the generous support of the members of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation all across the Commonwealth. The Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation is the largest single-issue pro-life organization in the Keystone State. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, there's always a reason to choose life.